What is up, everybody? We are rolling audio here today on episode 35 of The Hotter Show. How you doing? I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day so far. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and clicking that play button on the fourth ever kind of hanging out interview esque podcast uh, here on The Hotter Show, in which I sit down and have an awesome uh, about two hour long conversation with my buddy, Mr. Mav Simard from Fear the Unknown, the uh, the rhythm guitar player from Fear the Unknown. It is an absolutely awesome conversation. We talk kind of about how we met, a little bit about gigs music. We talk about uh, his time at gigs as a co-op and so forth. A couple, uh, couple funny stories about that. We talk about kind of what got him into playing guitar, Some of, a lot of his influences, um, some of his favorite bands. Um, and of course, we talk... A little bit in this episode about uh, kind of the forming of Fear the Unknown and all that kind of thing in part two of this podcast with Mav that will be going up this upcoming Sunday here. We get into a whole bunch of other stuff. We talk about local bands, more about the band, um, just music in general. Um, we definitely focus most of the conversation on that. Um, at the end, we kind of do talk a little bit of wrestling, um, but uh that is just kind of how she goes. Uh, I think Matt was a great guy. I think he was a really great guest on the podcast. Didn't, uh, you know, pull any punches or anything. He was open to talk about anything. So it was really, really a great time. Um, f- he talked a little bit also about Fear the Unknown's newest uh, album that's going to be coming out very soon. So be sure to follow them on Facebook to keep up on that. You just type in Fear the Unknown. They'll pop right up. I will be sure to link them in this podcast, of course, on Facebook and that as well. Definitely going to be an awesome album for when he explained about it, um, but I will let him explain more in just a moment before we get into it here. I just, of course, want to give a big shout out to my man, Mr. Jason Reese over at Jaybird Digital Arts for everything he's done for the podcast. Jason, thank you so much for the logos and everything, the banners and all that kind of wonderful stuff. You guys know if you need anything digital art related, if you need logos, you need uh, album cover designs, you need anything like that at all. Advertising, banners, pages, anything like that. Jason is your man. Tell him I sent you. He will hook you up. Very, very awesome guy. Does awesome work for a great price. You can find him, of course, online at www.jbirddigitalarts.ca. That's www.jaybirddigitalarts.com. Without further ado, I am going to just plug into this podcast here with Mav. Like I said, it was a great podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. Be sure to be on the lookout for part two. And as always, be sure to share this with any of your friends. I think it's an awesome conversation. And again, hope you guys enjoy it. Be sure to let me know what you guys think of it in the comments and so forth, depending on what medium you are listening to. Enough babbling on with me, guys. Let's get into this podcast with Mav. So I'm here, sitting at my kitchen table. I got my whole fucking rig out here in front of me. I got my goddamn mixer, my brand new Behringer U4 UM2 laptops here. I got two mics running. Got my water here. Got my phone here. Got my some notes here. I'm sitting here hanging out because uh, I'm just about to get into a podcast. Obviously. With this man sitting to my left, he's um, I'm on his right, he's on my left. And, uh, well, what can I tell you about this guy? Well, he's got a pretty epic beard, uh, nice shirt, he's got camo shorts on, some knee-high shocks. Um, nice uh, fit for a king hat. This gentleman is uh, known to most of you as the uh, rhythm guitarist. Of a very awesome local band who are just uh, kind of putting the finishing touches, I think, on their uh, their EP. Hopefully, will be out sometime. Be sure to harass the shit out of them to get that out because the world needs it. Um, you will know him as that. Uh, you may also know him if you were a customer of Gigs Music. He was a cop there for a little while as well. So we got a whole bunch of bullshit to talk about. We're just going to dive into this here, ladies and gentlemen. My guest at this time for the next little while that we're going to be hanging out with. Mav Simard. Hey, TJ. Thanks for having me. You know, it's a fun time. I'm stoked to do this. I know we've been playing it for a while. 
It'll be tight. Yeah, I'll be like like six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how long, basically, how long have I been doing the podcast? We've been planning this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just can't. You know, sometimes you just shit can't happens. get around to it. Yeah. Yeah, shit happens. Shit happens. But so uh, right, right off the bat, very professional. Um, it's it, it's it's funny because I I always say to people when I do these, it's like like when I did uh, Brandon's episode there. Um, I like gave him this intro, and he's just like, "That's a big intro just for me," and I'm like. He's like, dude, like it's 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 just Brandon. Like I'm just sitting here and I'm like, yes, it's Mav, but yeah. it's like it's just Mav. Like fuck it, <laughs> what are you doing? You, you, you gotta dumbass. sell me. Like man. yeah, I, basically that's what I have to. People have tuned in today to hear you, and if they haven't tuned in because they're a fan of your band or because they like the show, they're tuning in to be entertained and because they're interested in what's going on. Yeah. So hopefully we talk about some interesting shit. Because <laughs> yeah. if not, they're gonna tune out right quick. But that is what it is. So, but. Usually with these hanging out uh, podcasts here, I like to start off with uh, some random bullshit questions. This is not an interview. I like to always stretch that. I'm not going to sit here with Mav and go, so Mav, what inspired you to write the song Glass House? It's just not going to happen. But To answer your question, it was the Backstreet Boys. That's what I figured. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a big Backstreet Boys fan. Really? Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go. I never knew that. Yeah. Mav Simmer, for feeling I know I'm a big Backstreet Boys fan. The more you know. The more you know, kids. <laughs> see, see. I wish I had a soundboard because I just clipped that in right there. Just uh, anyway. So usually I like to start these off with uh, how I met the individual who I'm hanging out with and kind of how we uh, how we know each other and so forth. So I guess if, if you want to want to tell the story um, of uh, I guess we we know each other, we would not have met if it was not for Gaze Music. In any way, shape, or form, I would not have met a lot of people. Yeah. So I guess if you want to tell the story from your perspective, um, of the first time you came into gigs, music, and so forth, I sure. guess is the. Uh, yeah, um, my uh, friend Tim, Tim Sear, he uh, he was walking. I met him probably one of the first couple of days of high school uh, in grade nine, and uh, I don't know. He's just like, "Yo, I want to stop by the music store." Like on the way back, I was like, "Okay, cool." Like I was new to this part of Bowmanville, right? I never really been down to it, and. Uh, uh, we stopped in Gigs Music and I saw these really sweet guitars like this. Uh, I think it was a George Lynch signature LTD. Yeah, on the, the LTD signature. With the yellow stripes yep. and stuff. The and yellow was, stripes. Oh, was it the, um, it was, because uh, <clears throat> there was two we had. There was it one was that was like a the distress. It was like the flashy yellow one with the single. It was like the cheetah print. Or yeah, whatever. the cheetah, the leopard print. Yeah, I just remember holding it going, wow, this is a lot heavier. And I looked at you and said that and you went, oh yeah, it was real heavy. I yeah, mean, <laughs> I was like, nice. And then... I think that was the only thing I said that day. And the next day I came in, we talked a little bit more. And uh, I was playing this Explorer, and I was wrongfully accused of scratching it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't in that time. That wasn't me. Because when you came in, I, I remember that. Um, you, let me let me set the scene for you here. So we got Mav, grade nine Mav. Hey. Comes in. Um, hey. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, <laughs> fuck. Comes in with his, uh, like, you had, like, your, like, shorts on and your Metallica t-shirt. Your hat was back. Total Probably. baby face, Matt. <clears throat> like, and I'm not talking about the wrestling good guy. Um, like, total baby face. You're just like, you know, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And, like, talking all this, like, metal with me. And, of course, at, at the time, like, I, I was still part-time. So, I was kind of, like, when I would have certain, like, some kind of kids that, that would come in, like, they'd just, like, talk and then they'd be like all right bye and i was kind of like i'm kind of getting sick of this i'm not gonna lie um after after a little while i learned to absolutely love it and that was my favorite part about it but at first it's like so mav comes in and uh man with the first i'm like okay yeah, this is a good kid and you were like showing me like your slayer belt buckle yeah you're like dude check out this sick belt buckle Lift like, my entire gut up to show yeah, you're you. just like hang on <laughs> so good you just like lift it you're like oh there you go fam check it out yeah um i was like oh, that's cool whatever and so and i came in the next day with a different slayer belt buckle yeah and uh what happened was i i know rob was there because it wasn't me because i was not there i heard about it the next day i am um, i guess mav came in he sat down was playing the explorer and um i guess rob told you to like unclip your belt so your belt buckle wouldn't scratch the guitar right yeah, so you're like yeah, yeah did, no problem yeah. fam no problem and you always did that you were good with that mm -hmm. so uh, I guess when you were getting ready to leave, Rob like picked up the guitar or something and was like, what the fuck? The scratch is on the back of this now. You got to buy this. It was, um, I came in, I think he found out about it or. Oh, was it maybe a later day? Oh. 
because I remember coming in later and he said, don't play that guitar. I went, what? He goes, you scratched it in the middle. And it would be, the part where it was scratched was like where it would rest on my leg. Yeah, no, it was not you who scratched it. And I told him, I was like, Rob, that wasn't him, dude. That guitar always had those scratches on it. Like, yeah. I understand why he would think it was you, mm-hmm. but I was like, dude, just it wasn't him. random man. kid, like, come yeah. on, dude. Like, just some kid who comes in to play the guitar all the time and leaves. Like, he's just like, look at that. <laughs> oh, Rob. But yeah. that was... He that means was, well. Yeah, oh yeah, he means well. But that was your um that was your introduction into gigs music, but um really what's um not the most graceful. Yeah, not the most graceful. Well really what, what got it for me is I, I always say to people, um, you were the first like kid, quote unquote, that I like actually like started like talking to and like it was you and Luke Perrin, actually, which is kind of funny. Oh, really? Like I haven't like Luke came in randomly and was just we were just like shooting the shit and he was like, Yeah, like you should like Everyone should come in here. <laughs> but it was... Um, Your first uh, advertisement? He was like my first advertiser. He like took a bunch of cards and took them to the school and stuff. And he's a good, good guy. I miss him. I haven't talked to him in a while. But um, you came in the one day and like... I think it was when I was like, you've been in a few times. I was kind of like starting to warm up to you. And I was like, I was like starting to work more too. Right. And like, I think one day like you were like, I think you, I don't remember what riff you were playing. You were playing a Slipknot riff. I know that. Oh, it was definitely psychosocial. Was it like I think you were sitting there, you were like dan 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 And I I feel I feel like you started playing that dan dan I started like singing it or something. I don't something like that. I was just like, I did my time and like And I want out. Yeah. And I want out. So Sorry, I love that fucking song. That's all good. Um and like you're just like, dude, like so like we started like talking fucking like meddling stuff and can we just become best friends? Yep. yep. Do you want to do karate in the garage? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do karate in the garage? Um, but that was kind of how the whole thing started. Um, and you started coming in, and you you would always come in and be like, "Yo, dude, let's check out this riff." And like, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, like look at this kid with his riffs and shit. And, you know, oh, <laughs> hey, yeah, I learned raining blood like the rest of the population. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I learned raining blood. Check it out. And like, like as slowly time progressed, you would come in and you'd be like, yo, check out this riff. And then like you play it. And I'm like, oh, this kid's getting pretty good. Like nice. you, you're like the first one. I like kind of like almost like over the three years we were there, I kind of like watched progress and like grow up in a way. Mm-hmm. I got all sentimental about it. Yeah. Because it's like, I was like, but like it's math, man. <laughs> he I got was my first spot. not born child. He's my first not born child <laughs> of the shop. Um, there's all these like kids, you know, that like I, I'll like see them now. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. Like you, Allie. Oh, Allie is um, Zach. huge difference. Yeah. Well, it's like, I remember you said, I think I, I tagged you in it not that long ago. It was a video of you, Mav, Nathan. Me uh, and Mav. So, yeah, you and Mav. <laughs> Sorry. You and Allie, Nathan. Oh, Connor Steele. Yeah, Connor. And, that was it, yeah. Connor. Sorry, I can't remember his name. Um, and you guys were jamming Vents uh, uh, Unfold. Um, we actually released that three years ago today. Seriously? Was it today? Yep. I got wow. notified on Facebook. That's pretty, yeah, that's sick. Cause that was like, that was like the first time that like, there was like a kid quote unquote that I was like, cool. Like that's <laughs> sick. And I mean, you like tagged me on Facebook. You're like, yeah, dude, they like, check it out. This is our like thing. And mm-hmm. let me know what you think, man. Like, let me know what you think about the plan. I was just kind of like, Cool. 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 I played it cool. Like I was like, yeah, it's cool, bro. You played a cool guy, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like the music store dude, and I have to be all cool. But deep down, I'm like, yo, this kids, like these kids have got it. Like these kids are gonna go places. <laughs> and um, so it's just, it's just funny looking back now. People are always like, yo, so like, I can't remember who was I talking to. It was, I think it was like the not this past pile of the bands, but the first pile of the bands you guys played. Uh, just last year. Yeah, yeah. I'm going all over the place with this, but there's a point to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to emphasize something. Um, and you guys, you went up and played, and I, I was in, still in true, you know, you and my call at the time too. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, you're you're there up on stage. And I'm like, that's Mav. Like, ah, little Mav with his belt buckle. You know, like I'm like remembering <laughs> when you first walked in. And I'm sitting there and. You're playing, and I'm like, that's ah, math. Like, nah, fucking nah, whatever, whatever, fucking guy. And like, Cody's up there shredding, and I'm like, ah, it's Cody. Like, you know. <laughs> and then like, kind of like, Cody, like he's doing his thing, and I'm like, holy shit, like it's Cody. Like, damn. And I didn't really know the other guys that well, but like, yeah. I'm still just like, fucking math, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. He's just then fucking glass house comes right. Math takes center stage. Spotlight on math. And I'm like, 
holy shit, it's Mav. Like it, it like moment. yeah, it like clicked. I was like, damn, son, like this is not the little fat kid who came in with his, <laughs> his fucking belt buckle talking about nothing but oh yo check out this sick riff i learned and he's playing seeking the story or whatever That's like the first so intro riff cool, yeah and i'm just like dude like this kid is like grown up in front of you you, you remember that what spotlight ha- was definitely very bright <laughs> that's what i remember about that moment i remember i couldn't see shit exactly. <laughs> but do you, do you remember what happened when you got off stage after right after you got off stage you were standing there and gave me a high five and a bro hug yeah, I was just like, yo, come here, motherfucker, give me a hug. Yeah. Because I was you all like, like... put your hand up for a handshake? You went, nah, fuck that. Fuck that, bro up. hug, bro yeah. hug. But I guess the point I'm trying to make here is during my time at Gigs Night, there was all these like people I like knew and kind of like watched. It was only, we were only there for three years. So in that span, watching someone who like you, like in grade nine, to then grow. Yeah. What? I was staying telling you my grade, grade 11. Oh, you're grade 11. Oh, fucking goddamn. I didn't but, even know that. Well, when we played Battle of Bands last When you played year. Battle of Bands, you were grade 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, no, if there's anything like that, you just throw <clears> it in. You don't have to worry about, like, edit the shit out or whatever. Okay. None of that stuff. Um, but when it comes to talking with you and that, obviously we have to talk about your time at gigs as a co-op student. Of course, yeah. Obviously. Um, it was a big time. Of my life that was a big that was a big time in my life too because you were you were the last one of the last co-op students I had like as far as like the last batch there was three of you yeah. but it, you were in that last batch of the co-op students I had and during that time period that was uh, when I was uh, pretty much just ready to start pulling my hair out because yeah. I was getting so frustrated with all this stuff and not frustrated necessarily with like with the job I love the job and everything you're but just I'm, frustrated with the fact that you had a co-op wearing a man bun every day <laughs> Shit. He said it. He said it. All right. So, do you remember your like your interview for co-op? Actually, yeah, I was thinking about it quite a lot yesterday because I had another interview for a school thing, and I was just trying to relate to it a lot. Yeah. I remember how nervous I was when I first like was just walking there. I actually was changing my clothes while I was walking down the street <laughs> to the interview. <laughs> I just put you walking down the street like fucking car. Straight up down like what's King Street. Yeah. I was walking down the side that gigs was on and I'm changing my clothes, buttoning up the shirt and putting the vest over top of it to keep it metal. Oh shit. (laughs) I remember you like walking and you had like your button up shirt on, like the vest. I'm just like, really? Because you thought, didn't you think your interview was going to be of Rob? Yeah. And you like walked in and you're like, yeah, what's up? And I'm just like, yeah, what's up guys? Like I'll be with you in a minute. And you're like, wait, what? Like, you're doing the interview? I'm like, yeah, dude. Fucking, who'd you think was going to do it? <laughs> I thought Raw was going to. No, it's me. Oh, shit. And yeah. I was like, take those stupid shirts off. Like, I'm just like. Uh, yeah, was, you look at me, you're like, you're classy, but metal at the same time. Classy, but metal. Bell I like buckle's it. still there. Brandon, nice Lamb of God shirt. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I, was, I remember he kid walks in and he has, he has uh, his Lamb of God shirt on. And he has his button-up shirt, but it's like just barely not buttoned up enough that just I can so still see the. See I can see like the top of the Lamb of God logo. It's and like, like tease you a little bit, yeah. so that he gets the kudos and still can pass as dressed appropriately. Exactly, like he's just like, yeah, I'm a classy. And his like his hair was all like proper, and I'm just like, dude, nah, like metal, metal it up, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Um, that was that was some good times. That was yeah. some good times that you haven't you know, the, th- the three you and uh, Brandon Brandon. Um, yeah, <laughs> Brandon Brandon. Brandon squared. Yeah. Um, more like cubed because Brandon cubes as well. Hey. Hey oh yeah, that's well. right too. Yeah. Brandon. Holy shit guys. I, I always forgot about that. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's, <laughs> while you were there, there was the, um, it was a TJ, a Mav and then three Brandons. Figure that out. It was hell. It was hell. The fact that I, and like whenever all of like us were there at once, Hey Brandon. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> I just like, Holy shit. I can't do this anymore. Didn't you I've, eventually develop names for them like Kid and then Long Hair Brandon and then just Brandon? yeah there was Kid who the, the kid who was Brandon Oak he yeah. was the kid um, and then Brandon was Long Hair Brandon and yeah. then Brandon Hastings he was Brandon yeah because it was <laughs> he like was the OG Brandon he was the OG Brandon he's been there since day one bro <laughs> I've been there since day one homie fucking goddamn gigs music so I have to ask because you're still like involved in the scene and stuff where it's like I'm not really like I don't really see anyone anymore. For obvious reasons, because I'm yeah 24 years old, I'm not gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna come over and hang out with you guys, bro. Like, what's up? <laughs> Honestly, it'd come be like, cool if you did. come like, hang out. That's, that's something that we always say. They're like, so like, you're gonna do a podcast, yeah, with a 17, 18 year old, yeah. 
That's weird, dude. Why is that weird? <laughs> I'm just like, it's like we're like hanging out and fucking talking about like, yeah, so like we're gonna go out to the bar and fucking pick up chicks. Like, it's like, nah, dude. In nah. a couple years, we can. In a couple years, yeah. Wait till you're like 20, and then we'll talk. But well, then you come I over don't for have a beer. To be 19. Why the wait, man? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. When you're 19, we'll uh, come over. We'll have a beer on my patio. Couple drinks, bud. Couple drinks, bud. Oh, fucking goddamn it! <laughs> now listen, listen. You know as well as anyone. Don't call me Bud. I, it was a tease. That was a, that was. Yeah, so was you like did that a, on purpose. It was like a a poke at you. Did anyone ever like before you like came into the store? Like, did anyone ever tell you not to say that to me? Nope. You told me not to say it <laughs> after I said it. That was a dick. <laughs> I was just like, don't call me Bud. Okay, I don't like it. Yeah, you said it like you were kind of nice. You're like, like, hey, for real, don't call me Bud. I really don't like it. I forgive you because you don't know, but like, don't do it again because then I will be pretty cheesed. Like you. That yeah. you now you know. Well, it's like people would always be like, "Why is it? Mad? It's a, it's like it's like it's not an insult." I'm like, no, no, it's when someone who's like ten years younger than me. It's like, Yo, "What's up, bud?" I'm like, "Okay, listen, listen, yeah. <laughs> motherfucker, I, <laughs> I am the one who calls you, bud. <laughs> I am the one. Who knocks. I am. I am the one who knocks." But the point I was trying to make there, because um, you're still like in the scene and stuff and that, right? It, when gigs closed. This is a question I've wanted to ask someone. When gigs closed, was there like any, um, and you be brutally honest, was there any like signs of it being missed necessarily? Of gigs like being missed? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like anybody that I know that's in a band or even like has gone into that store before would always like mention to me because I knew like I was close with you and like worked at the store, well, co-opted the store for a while. They're like, man, like it sucks how like, gigs close and everything like i know how many people like used to go in like all the all your friends and mm-hmm. like like all the bands no tj and like that must suck for tj because we know how much he like working there oh yeah for sure <clears throat> it still sucks ass but it is what it is it's always like i always say people like it, it's always it's something that's going to be up in conversation because it's like half the people i'm going to have on this podcast yeah <laughs> i met through the yeah. store but um gigs uh, i'd say gigs has played a big part in any band from around here or even like curtis area or Maybe even Oshawa, I mean, because just because when they play here in Bowmanville, they know, like, TJ. Like, even at Battle of the Bands, everybody goes, TJ, Yeah, TJ. that was, that was, um, I was going to bring that up. You're a mascot, I'm not bringing it up man. now. I, um, something that I thought was funny was uh, that year, last year's Battle of the Bands, um, Chris, w- when we were kind of hanging out, he's like, oh, you know, like, I'm going to be honest with you about something. I'm like, okay, he's like, People don't really, like, when they say, oh, so who's sponsors this year? Oh, this place, this place, Gigs Music, TJ? Yeah, cool. <laughs> like, it, there's Gigs you, and TJ. And it's like, I always find it funny, because like, like now, now I'm just like, TJ, the fucking uh, head porter at the Newcastle Travel Center. I'm just <laughs> like, whatever. Like, I clean toilets and tell people how to clean toilets better. Like, yeah. you know, that's that's my life now. And it's great. I'm happy and everything. But it's like... um. I'll like run into someone. Like I was telling you the story earlier, the kid, one of the kids who worked there. Right. And he was just like, what are you doing here? And it, it's always funny when I, um, like when I talk to someone about that, they'll be like, dude, you remember when you got that Shannon Bell, the bands last year? And I'm <laughs> like, yeah. And this past year, someone tried to start it and like, it just didn't happen. Yeah. I was like, ah, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, dude, dude. And <laughs> it's I'm like, the beard, the beard's gone. Yeah. I'm like, the beard's not here guys. So that rhymed. So my cats are doing some shit over there. Yeah. That's what they do. They, they lay on each other. You guys can't see this, but currently my we have this rocking chair in the, in the corner of my living room that my cats lay on. And usually when one of them is laying on it, the other one comes over and like lays on top of him. They're like licking each other right now. It's it's kind of messed up. Yeah, well they're, they're bathing each other. Like on the face. Yeah, they're bathing each other. That's uh, what cat. Do, that's what cats do, man. Fuck. Is what making you uncomfortable? My cats are making you uncomfortable. TJ, why don't you go work at a pet store? <laughs> Listen, I like my pets. My girlfriend works at a pet store. That's what she does. She's the pet person, not me. Hey, that's you'll, my cat. You'll have an easy in then. You'll have an easy in then. Fair enough. We're going all over the fucking place here. That's what happens on the harder show. There is no structure to this goddamn show. <laughs> I have all these notes here and I'm sitting there like, okay, we're going to talk about this. And I'm like, no, fuck it. Whatever. We're just going to talk. So the point kind of I was trying to make with that whole mentioning gigs and that, um, there are people I'll talk to and they'll just be like, dude, like, y- like you are missed in the scene. And I'm like, yeah, for real. Really? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just funny. Like I I always wanted to like, um like when I was at the the Battle of the Bands there a little bit, which we are also going to talk about that. Obviously, I kind of forgot to mention that. Um, I'm there sitting there and like all these people are coming up to me and I'm like, like, 
I didn't think anyone would fucking care. It was like, oh, what's up, dude? What's going on? Like, what's... It's like, picture Battle of the Bands and, like, the Bowmanville music scene, or not even just Bowmanville, just, like, the Durham or Clarington or mm-hmm. whatever. Think of that as, like, NHL Hockey Night in Canada, and you're Don Cherry. <laughs> I don't know if I'm Don Cherry, but... I'm, oh, yeah, you're Don Cherry. Who's the other dude? Who's the other dude? Don't even know them. <laughs> don't even know. Exactly. I'm, like, George Stropolophagus or whatever the fuck his no, name is. No, no, no. I'm Don Cherry. You're now, Don listen Cherry, here. No. What you gotta do, see, is he's gotta come over here, and you gotta come at him, Mav. You gotta come at him with your guitar. Tune down low, you pussy. Why do you tune, tune into? Slow. Hey? Tune low, die tune slow. Tune low, die slow, or tune low, play slow. I like die slow. It sounds better. Uh, place is play slow is crowbar. So that's they stole that from crowbar. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, Acacia Strain. I sorry, to- <laughs> sorry, Acacia Strain. I love you, fam. But nah, I tried to represent, but I was shot down. I was shot down in this house. It is tune low, play slow. Respectable, yeah. respectable. Baritone or go home. I like that one too. That's gonna be a T-shirt. Baritone or go home. Or tune low or go home. That's <laughs> probably my tune low or go home, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. But obviously, talking about tuning and stuff like that, I've never really asked you before. This is the perfect place to ask you because I'm asking you shit. What, what really, like, started you on your whole, like, guitar playing journey? Um. Well, when I was uh, a lot younger, um, I had a lot of different musical influences or... Uh, musical environments like my mother she would listen to a lot of poppier stuff like she like her favorite band is queen but she also listens to a lot of like amanda marshall gwen stefani like the backstreet boys and that was i straight up do love the backstreet boys because of that nothing wrong with that the biggest like the biggest influences i had were from my dad because he was a lot more passionate about making sure i enjoyed it and liked it and like He'd start me off easy with like something like like Nickelback or Motley Crue and stuff, and like I got into those bands a lot. And then he showed me Audio Slave, and like Audio Slave today is still like a good jam. Love that fucking band. Oh, for sure. The that self titled album, amazing. Um, but one day he showed me. He said to me, "We were in the <clears throat> in this old Jeep that we had that we'd take the doors off of and just drive oh, to places." Sick. And like that's what that was my dad's thing. Like we'd drive places in the Jeep all the time, windows off, right? And the doors off. It had the zip up plastic windows on it. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So you know it's an old one. And uh he said, I'm gonna play something that's gonna blow your mind and you're gonna laugh. But he put in the black album by Metallica Dude, that's sick. and Inner Salmon came on. It was the first time I'd ever heard it. And when that pounding like that first riff comes in, like dun, the, dun, 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 when those drums came on, I was looking at my dad like this is badass. And as the album went on, it's sad but true. And what's next? Holier than thou. And like all these songs that were just like really intense to me. I was like, this is awesome. I need to hear more of this. And like he showed me the rest of their music. And then we went and actually got to see some of these bands that he'd been showing me for so long in concert. And the first concert I actually was went to was a Nickelback concert. That's sick. Yo, like no hate on Nickelback in this house. Like I, I fucking think of it as my first favorite band. I have all their albums. Straight yeah, up. I just know they're pretty uh frowned upon and uh joked about in this yeah scene. oh people suck yeah i mean honestly i dig nickelback there's some songs that have been like memed up and stuff and like people are like just memed made a total up. joke that it's hard to even enjoy the song like photograph like look at this crap like <laughs> look at this crap yeah it's, it's like, like damn like i like that so song bad. before now it's gone it's but so i actually bad. saw them three times and on the third time that I saw them, or maybe the second, I went a little crazy with air guitar, and 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 it seemed like I was pretty on with the air guitar. Like I wasn't just moving my fingers crazy. Like I had a sense of rhythm and that kind of stuff. That's what my dad told me. And a guy came up to my father and said, "Hey, man, your son rocks. If you don't buy him a guitar, then I will." <laughs> and that's sick. And my dad took that to heart, and my guests from my parents talked about it, and. For my next birthday, I got a Squire Stratocaster, just like the classic black and white Eric Clapton get. Oh yeah, three three single coil. Uh, I I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it was actually, a classic Eric Clapton. It would. Uh, it wasn't an Eric Clapton, but just like the well, like same same vibe. Yeah. yeah. It. Uh, I think it actually had like the double coil at the bottom, like the humbucker at the bottom. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I played that guitar for a while. I had a lot of trouble actually. 
I uh, had trouble learning Paranoid by Black Sabbath when I started out. It was a lot harder than it seemed, right? <clears throat> it was the the first riff, the... Yeah, that messed me up. The rest of it, it was good, but it was also like trying to remember chord progressions and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It was just beginners, right? Yeah, stuff that takes time to build, like, obviously. Yeah, I'd say that was... I. There was a couple years where i sort of stopped like i had guitar lessons from a guitar teacher whenever i'd go up to my dad's like every sunday i'd have an hour-long lesson and um yeah it was just like for a while i guess i wasn't kind of feeling it because like you know kids go through phases and they like different music for a while and like i've always liked metal like metallica i'd say has always been the band for me like james hetfield is probably my biggest influence ever because i just remember my dad took me to see them when I was in the sixth grade, and I just remember watching them. And when they were coming out, Ecstasy of Gold playing, they come out and play their new, the first song off Death Magnetic, their new album. And I was just, I was just watching James, and I was like, he's the coolest guy ever. James Hetfield, yeah. I need to be that guy. Like, I want to be him. <laughs> I need to become James Hetfield. Yeah. I want to be like him and not look weird trying to be like him. So I need to b- get my own band and do stuff like him on stage that was like 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 when i was talking earlier about like when i first time i met you and stuff like metallica was like like most kids you don't like metallica then you're bitch that's that was my if you don't like like listen if you don't like metallica at least one or two songs i don't even know what to say to you anymore like Like you might not be human yeah like there's probably something wrong with your brain like in all honesty no offense to all those people out there don't like Metallica, but there's something wrong with you. Please get yourself checked out. <laughs> like, at they, least one or two songs. They can, they have every album, like, except for, like, the first three represents a different genre or subgenre of metal and rock music. Exactly. Like, there's some, they can do something for everybody. Like, they got Sad But True to Metal Militia to Mama Said to, like, King Nothing. Like, it, yeah. it goes all over the place. Dude, and it's just nuts. Yeah. Those last two off my favorite Metallica album. So, what, what's your favorite Metallica album then? If you had to pick oh, one, honestly, that's a hard question because there's a couple albums that I'd listen to more, but there's ones that I think are better, and then there's ones that I like the most. Like, as far as the one you always go back to, um, I listen to Death Magnetic a lot because I like james's clean singing rather like his yelling mm-hmm. um i like the way he clean vocals um on death magnetic like especially on unforgiven three i like how calm yeah. and sort of sort of he does like higher pitch stuff and it just is really calming and i think it's really nice and fun to listen to um if it's not that one then it's definitely ride the lightning yeah always come back that's to that always one. a good fucking yeah then when you when you, it's, fu- it's funny you say like you go from ride, death magnetic to ride the lightning, it's funny funny like the contrast there. I'm talking to someone who's a you know a metalcore uh, gent band and talking about <laughs> yeah, so I really like his clean singing on this record. It's very nice and soft. Like you know, I'm just like really huh? interesting, yeah. interesting. You, you, you learn so much about people when you just talk to them. You know, that's yeah. what this show is all about. But I mean, I like to like if you know me. I mean, I listen to, I like to. I'll give anything a try. Oh like, yeah. Most people I know, it's like, I'll listen to anything but country. And even yeah. even then, like, I still appreciate some country. And, like, even when it's on, I'll be like, ah, like, get this off. Put something else on. But then, like, after a bit, I'll be like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling it. It's not bad. Like, I appreciate, if I don't like it, I'll still appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, like, sure. I mean, same with me. Like, I I got my one buddy who, like, he was, like, my uh, my intro into, like, the Metal World Big Lamb of God guy and stuff. And he's, like, this total, like, shredder guy. Right. But, like, he's only in the country now. So it's fucking That's hilarious. So it's like, he'll be like, you know, yeah, I got this riff I wrote. And I'm like, oh, I'm all like pumped. And it's like, and I'm like, are you kidding me? What the fuck, dude? But so like, you, you got to appreciate everything. Mm-hmm. And it's good for that because when when you look at um, what you do in the band, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. Yeah, it gives um, good contrast in exactly, songwriting. Exactly, exactly. Like you guys don't just sound like a generic fucking metalcore band. Yeah, it's That's, not like all five of us just listen to Bring Me the Horizon and we, Of Mice and yeah, Men. We only listen to Of Mice and Men, <laughs> and that's it. If you don't only listen to Mice and Men, you're a fucking pussy. Yeah, like The Flood was the only album any of us ever heard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is the only album I've ever heard. We were going to listen to their new album, Restoring Force, but we were told not to. So We, we were just, told not to. So we just stuck with The Flood. Mav told us not to, so we didn't. So, so like, 
uh, we'll, we'll talk more about food then no, later. I have a whole bunch of fucking questions fucking that. But right. obviously, you were talking about uh, guitar and how you started in that. So you had the 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 black Stratocaster. You were taking some lessons, kind of. You know, I was feeling it at the beginning. I was like, it was excited to start, but after a while, I f- I found out how much of a commitment and how much you actually have to put in to learn guitar and become better at it. Right? It's a it's a process. That's it's a for lot sure. of work. I always tell, tell kids that it's a lot of work to sit down and learn how to play guitar. Yeah. I'm glad I picked that over bass because bass would be definitely hard on my fingers and I would not, people would not care about me as much. <laughs> Shots fired at, at Ellie and fucking Adam. Yeah. <laughs> and John. <laughs> John. Who are the bass players do I know? John, Adam, Zach. Allie. Zach, of course. Little skinny guy. A little skinny guy. Um, the lanky emo. That's the his lanky, trademark. That's just the lanky, lanky emo, emo guy. Lanky emo TM. Oh man! Obviously, talking about uh, Adam Mayhew, 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 May- yep, Mayhew, of uh, Fear the Unknown's bass player, the Vape Ali. God. Sorry, the Vape God, the Vape God. That's uh, Adam. Is he? He isn't vape, does he? Yep, I he's do not, too. Oh, Ali used to vape. It's it's what the a, hell happened to you guys, man? What what happened when I left? Like just we, all this. We're we're in the scene, man. It, we're in the scene, bro. Uh, vape Squad. The Vape Squad. Oh, also shit. associated with the Shocker Squad. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Well, that's a conversation for another day. Um, sure is. But so, I'm talking about that, but so when you, <laughs> I can see the look on your face. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, shit. So, um, when did you really first like start, I guess, writing riffs? And like, what was like the next guitar you kind of got into? Like, just talk a little bit more about mm. like your kind of your journey on the guitar um for i think once i started getting back into guitar like probably about a year later and year and some change i started taking lessons again and getting more into it like i over time like in that period where i just wasn't feeling it i would uh pick it up every now and then just mess around and try to play things and um i was like you know what dad like i'll try it again like i mean you i noticed like you obviously put a lot of money and stuff into it and you know, I'll try it again. And so I started getting back into it. I learned uh, Iron Man by Black Sabbath. And I remember when I played that, I played the opening riff. I was like, man, I'm badass now. I'm officially a badass. Yeah, I just I remember playing that. I looked at my teacher. I went, that's awesome. I am the shit. Yeah. I can teach you now. And I, uh, then he came to me with a song. He said, I think you might want to learn this one. I think it'll be fun. And it was Inner Sandman because that song had a lot of sentimental value at that time from like, mm-hmm. it still does. Like, obviously when it comes on shuffle or if I'm listening to Metallica, I don't go, let's listen to Inner Sandman or I'll request a song by Metallica on the radio. Go, let me hear Inner Sandman, please. Because, you know, that's their best one. That's the best one. The greatest. Yeah. But no, I, he, we learned that song and, I just love the feeling. I would learn that, and I was like, this is awesome. I can play along. I put my stereo on and play along to it, and I was like, that's so much fun. Like, I got I to gotta keep doing this. And from then on, I'd say it just kept getting – I kept getting more interested in it. And my goal was to learn every Metallica song in their entire catalog, and I'm still on the way. You're still, you're still <laughs> on that journey. Yeah. I uh, I used to print off a lot of tabs after a little while once I was able to sort of learn music on my own without assistance from a, a teacher or just anybody for that matter and yeah it was it was good I got some new guitars like just, I got another Strat but a, a Fender American made Strat that was a lot nicer than my older one I didn't know you had the American made Strat yeah oh. I yeah it's the red one you may have seen it oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember you telling me about that really nice guitar glossed up neck and i was like man this is hypo i got it from my birthday i was like this is dope then um a couple years after that i got my dad actually bought it for himself the uh les paul that i use to this day oh that gold top yep the he uh, ordered a standard gold top but they mixed up his order with a custom shop or something that it was like a custom made guitar and it's worth a lot more than what he ordered. His was about 600 bucks and he got something that was probably about $1,100. Holy shit. It was like it's the, a good mix up. virtually the same guitar, but like just what was inside. The little things, right? yeah, the yeah. wood and that. Mm-hmm. Makes a world of difference. 
The back is a little different, just the cherry wood and all yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, he, his fingers, like, over the years, he's hurt his hands and stuff. Yeah, and, like, yeah, so, sure, sure. And his fingers are really big, and he just wasn't, he was having trouble picking it up, and it was difficult for him. So, after a while, he just was saying, like, I'm, it's going to be really hard, and, like, my fingers are a lot bigger than they need to be, or than they should be for this. And so, he just sort of let me use the guitar and... Since then, it's basically become my guitar. Yeah, like when I think of you, I think of that gold top. Yeah, it's got... I'd like to get the new guitar right. Like, I like to move on to another mm-hmm. brand and stuff that's more ideal for our style of music. Mm-hmm. But I will always... I, w- I would never want to sell that guitar. Oh, absolutely. No, never do. <clears throat> There's one thing I can say. Don't sell the guitars that have any kind of similar value to you. Because I have done that. And it sucks ass well lucky you, you found yours didn't you right well the the flying v but there's ones i did sell that i haven't found my hagstrom my baritone still have never have not tracked down my baritone yeah to this day it bums me out but um you, you have a you have a snake bite too don't you or you had a oh snake bite yeah or? i got that um actually i think two birthdays ago so my 16th birthday it uh it was a great night i sort of saw it coming um, funny story. I remember the first time I saw that guitar, and it was in a magazine in about 2008. It was one of the last pages of Revolver magazine, and uh, it was just him. It was an advertisement for his EMG signature pickups, mm-hmm. and I, it was just a awesome picture from down below. Just you totally showing off the guitar, and I just went, "Whoa! I need that guitar one day." And a couple years later, we found it in a guitar store in Newmarket, uh, which we always drove by. And it used to be a bank or something that was weird. And they bought the store and made it into a a music place. And it's a very successful store now. Like, it's got a lot of stuff, like, filled. Like, you look up and there's guitars, like, lining the walls. And it's just nuts. And I remember they had this wall one wall that just i recognized so many signature guitars like they, they had sinister gates guitar and i was like whoa then they had like alexi Lyos or leo Alexi leo yeah alexi, alexi leo the bottom yeah they had his uh the black on black one with like the ghost stripes on it or the the ghost whatever he's got yeah like the lex v whatever it is <clears> yeah <throat> that cut half cut kind of thing yeah like the vanguard sort of yeah thing. yeah the vanguard of the roads i've never heard anyone call it a vanguard you're the only one i've ever heard call that well it's like because I, I know what it is yeah. but like most people look you're the roads guitar and i'm like yeah call it a vanguard it's, <laughs> it's what it is hey well it's good to know right mm-hmm. oh, absolutely but you still have that uh you, why, why don't you play that live i've always wanted to ask you uh, just, i feel like it's just sort of not like sure it's got like it sounds it, honestly, it probably sounds a lot better uh, for our music because of those EMGs, the active pickups. But I don't know. I just feel like it, the shape and like it's just a little harder to do what I like to do on stage with, with that, that guitar. guitar. And I also value that guitar a lot more than the Les Paul. Like I feel like uh, if I broke the uh, snake bite, I'd be really, uh, really sad, and my dad would probably cut my head off. <laughs> Because that cost him like thirteen hundred bucks. So. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. That's why I figured you you didn't play just because you were worried about getting damaged or whatever. Because it's a big yeah. guitar. Oh, it's huge. Like it's hard to sit down with, like because of the big mm-hmm. thing on the end. You have to put your arm up. It's made for standing up and playing. But so yeah. so, do you have your eyes on? We'll just keep talking about gear for a little while. You, you got your eye on any uh, any guitar specific right now? You kind of want or uh, a little bit of fantasy shopping? Yeah, actually. Uh, I like to add things to my cart and then just leave them there for a couple months and then come back and <laughs> go, oh, yeah, I, I wanted do. this. <laughs> you do the same thing I do. That's the best way to do it, dude. Just put it – like I would always just say to kids when they come in, I want that guitar. I'm like, now listen, play this guitar, play the shit out of it. Now go home and come back in like two days and let me know if you still want it. And nine times out of ten, they'd be like, ah, I kind of like this other one better. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like people are indecisive, but um, impulse buying is not the way to go. Trust mm-hmm. me. But so what? What's um? Kind of some random ones you're looking at, or um, if I the the next car guitar car the next guitar I would want the next to buy, car guitar car car car. <laughs> I don't even got my G. I don't so, even got my G. Um, the next guitar I would want to buy would definitely be uh, the LTD uh, TE. I think 107. I think it is. 
which is the uh, seven-string model of the Telecaster yeah. that they have. I uh, I played it in a uh, Long and McQuaid in Pickering one day when I was actually going to just get strings for my other guitar, and I, it was awesome. I never played an LTD before, and I just thought it was just wonderful. And I was like, I liked, I've always liked the Telecaster shape, and so I I saw it, and it's a little different. And they, it's like yeah. usually the Telecasters you see are Fender or something, and it's like classy nice wood finish like and it has like it doesn't look metal or anything mm-hmm. right and then i see this ltd and it's like blacked out matte black and i'm mm-hmm. feeling it it's like whoa like, looks metal as shit unless you're unless you're steven simpson yeah <laughs> was, he, was he playing his telecaster at battle of the bands i feel like he was was he playing that or was he playing it for one song or oh no uh i feel like i taylor, saw it for some reason. taylor was playing his that's his what it Fender was someone i yeah i thought someone was playing it and i was like that thing sounds sick, though. Like, yeah, like it's, those P90s really fucking beef it up. But yeah, so I don't mean to go for a tangent here. But that's just what I do. That's um, so you're, uh, it's that 407, I think. That that, that yeah, you might be right. 407. I'm probably right. I yeah, <laughs> I'm probably right. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on that website. Yeah, I spent most of my days on the ESP website. Yeah. Um, but is there a, so so you want to go the seven string way out potentially that's I think it would be good because I listen to a lot of music in the metalcore deathcore genre that I'd like to play and maybe write something sort of inspired that way uh, in the future so that it it gives some some color right it's not all just straight drop B for every album or every song even like even just if it was like a couple of off songs on an album that were just like real heavy ones or like just different approach at a song they'd be fine with me just personal more, more personal mm-hmm. than anything yeah for right? sure so you st- still won't uh, go the baritone route uh, I would I couldn't sell you on the baritone uh, I definitely would uh, consider it but I mean I think the seven string would just be the easiest for me mm-hmm. if, especially if you're using all seven strings Right, That's what yeah. I always say to guys. It's like, you know, if you're not going to use all seven strings, don't get one. Yeah. Like I always say to Cody, um, Cody's the uh, lead guitar player in Fear of the Unknown. He's a shred master. Right. But if you ask him, he's okay. Um, <laughs> fucking guy. Um, not, if he, not if I ask him. Not if you ask him. No, if I ask him, it's like, yeah, I'm fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm fucking awesome. Yeah, anytime I ever call him, he's just like, yo, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate that. Really, I do. Like, he's all modest and shit. But deep it's down, the he way knows. It is. You deep gotta down, be that knows. way. Yeah, deep down, he knows. But when you're talking <laughs> with your bandmates, you talk shit. Because that's yeah. just how it is. We'll talk more about your bandmates later in that. But um, I always would say to him, like, you need a seven string. Because the way he has his guitar set up and stuff, I'm like, bro, you need a seven string. So I saw his guitars. Yeah. So it's like, dude, you need a seven string. Yeah, for sure. But I, I feel like if you guys go the seven string route, could be a cool thing too, right? It gives you a little bit more freedom to, if you want to play, if you want to randomly throw a song in there with a chord. <laughs> yeah. You can do that, you know? We uh, also really want to, we want to go uh, a lot lower in tuning too. Like, um, we'd like to hit maybe drop A or... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> G sharp maybe just uh that's low yeah G sharp is pretty sweet like not G sharp it's like not all the time it's but like yeah it's like it's really low but it's like I think that's the last tasteful and sort of G sharp yeah. noticeable like you're in tone. like Mike Mashock territory at that point yeah like, like there there's uh, um I don't want to stumble into territories that I am do not belong in so yeah. just want to keep it I swear to god if you guys go to like drop fucking like Z. Q so I drop <laughs> Z tuning I'm gonna start losing it <laughs> you're gonna it's gonna fall off me randomly Yo, who the fuck is this what did I fucking tell you <laughs> You sound like Whitechapel. What the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> you got something against Whitechapel? No, I love, fucking love Whitechapel. I'm not, but I gotta be honest, I'm not a big fan of the new album. What, Our Endless War? No, no, no. That, not no, the new album, Mark of the Blade. Oh, I haven't heard. I've heard oh, like it, one it's, it's single good, It's from good. It. But like, uh, <laughs> I miss it. I don't I don't know. I gotta give it another chance. I'm not hating on Whitechapel. I love Whitechapel. Our Endless War, I fucking love. That's a good album. Whole, I love that song. Do that. Fucking good I shit, man. Song that is. No, that's and the, uh, this one the, the chorus. I don't do metal vocals, right, but right. you know, whatever. Fuck it. So, what? What? Like, like right now, if I was to say, to you, hey, so like, what is like the bands that influence you most? You would say, or what's your like favorite bands? All that kind of bullshit. Um, I I do a weird thing where I separate uh my favorite bands into two different groups, maybe three sometimes. I separate. 
the ones that I listen to a lot now, so like bands like Fit for a King, that's probably my favorite band. Uh, and then I've got bands like Devil Wears Prada, uh, For Today. For Today is a big influence on our first album. Um, I, wrote, I wrote a lot of the music on that, so any of the, the low-down chugs you hear, that, that's probably me. That's all you? Yeah. <laughs> if it's low and chuggy, it's Mav. Yeah. But, if it's uh, high and prissy, it's Cody. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if it's high and prissy. Just no. look at us and whoever you think of when you hear a riff. I think it's probably, probably them. Yeah. If there's major shredding going on, it's probably Cody. Yeah. If there's heavy, chunky-ass riffs, it's probably Mav. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the chugs, you know. Uh, I There's some leads, like, I'll write them. I'm like, man, Cody, can I just please play, play this? Like, I really like it, and it's fun to play, so I'm going to play it. It's just so you know at the end of the day <laughs> like listen, i just wanted your approval i don't need it i just want it i don't need it but i want so like uh, <laughs> i have all the shit i want to ask you about fairly unknown so, but so we'll, let, let's just fuck it let's just gonna do it. so like talking about all the influence and by kind of bullshit it is what it is is there a band leader for fairly unknown um can you um like go off on that a little bit like like that say like more. like is there someone who because good bands i always see people are a unit good bands are a majority vote on things if you're like hey boys we're looking at doing these t-shirts which are awesome by the way but you did not bring one so i'm pissed um <laughs> you gotta sure. gotta hook a brother up man i forgot man God damn i was on. thinking about mcdonald's yeah i'm not uh, that, uh, that fair enough fair enough um but like, hey guys, we're gonna do this T-shirt. Here's our design. Does everyone like it? And yeah, if, we do that. You know, and if one person in the band says no, but the other four or five say yes, uh, some, sometimes it depends. Like, so, it depends what it is. If yeah. something like a T-shirt design, I feel like it's a majority. Like, everyone needs to agree on it. Yeah, because most of us want to wear our own merch. Like, that's what yeah. was one of the big things for me. Like, I don't wear a lot of white stuff because you know, fat guy and white is Yo, not. You're talking to a fellow fat guy. I hear High you, bro. Me. I hear you. High five that shit. Prop that shit, too. Yeah, big time. Big fat guy life. Yeah. Hashtag fat guy life. But, uh, yeah, it's not my favorite. So, sometimes I, I do things where I like, I want to make the shirt that I like the most on a black or something. Yeah, that's for like sure. Me. Just something that I'll like to wear and rep. Like, I like, I personally like the floral design better than our space design, but I wanted to make the space design really cool and good for people who will wear either right yeah for so sure it's like it's not like the floral one is totally way better than the blue one but it's just they're both really good but to me it, it serves my but like it is better is what you're saying. to me it's better <laughs> yeah i know it's but I, wanted to, I didn't want to put more effort into one than the other right yeah because i like both the shirts like they're both sick but the black one yeah i mean that's what i'm gonna get you know what I'm yeah saying? that's the one i'm buying at the for merch sure. table you know um but talking all about I fear the unknown on that. Um, can can you give us any kind of an, a little update on uh, on the EP? So is it an EP or a record? What, I would like, say I would say it's more of a full length. How, could, how many songs you guys got? There's guys eleven right tracks, so it's full record then. Cool. But um, three of them are you could honestly you could call it an EP, but because there's only eight tracks, but the other three are intros. Oh, okay, well that's fine. That's cool. So like either They're or proggy. really works, yeah. Kind of proggy. That's it's, cool. It follows a um, a storyline that we have. So like it a is theme. a it is a concept album. Exactly. Ah, see, that's a whole other thing I didn't even talk about. Termination I'm, is the first in that trilogy. Interesting. Yeah, it's. Interesting. Um, have you ever like if you've ever heard of the book uh, 1984 by George Orwell? It follows that a little bit. It's. Or Terminator. You could base it off Terminator. Either or. So basically, it's like a really powerful force, like more of like a government sort of thing. We don't like to make a government because, say, uh, we get picked up by somebody and they're like, hey, these people talk and make a lot of shit about government stuff. Like, that's been done and it's not really good. Like, and they're also saying, hey, we're Big Brother. Like, don't want to put that in one of our songs. Yeah, sure, sure. uh, Yeah, next, like. Yeah. It's not going to be good for record sales, whatever. Yeah. But like, or really good depending on how you look at it. Well, yeah, you look at bands like Straight from the Path in our yeah. scene. Like they're they're not huge, but like I'd say they're well known and respected. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's like we call them the unknown. So it just it's like relatable and it's like you know what we mean as well. And it's also our name. So the unknown would be the Big Brother figure, and it, 
they um <clears throat> they sort of control things they they if you oppose them or think of opposing their will or whatever then you will literally just be terminated like that's just the end of it and then there's retaliation which is the second and it's um it's taken from the standpoint of the we call them the legion so it's like the resistance sort of and it's uh fighting back against that and for the people that are just they're not anybody's side they're just standing like they're just they're Neutral. just they're just Neutral waiting parties. yeah they're just waiting for everything to blow over they just want to live their lives right and the standpoint of those people is in, taken in destruction and it's like um in the uh the course it says we all watch as a rubble found or falls around us we must endure it all and <clears throat> it's just basically they're wanting to wait it out and they uh yeah it's basically just a war just honestly just watch terminator and just assume <laughs> just watch terminator and you got it so I like, yeah i like a lot of terminator yeah well hey that's, that's sick like so it's like there's a concept here and there's a story here right. now who who thought of this concept and who wrote the lyrics and like all that kind of shit um their lyrics are written by me or sorry myself nathan and a lot obviously connor um yeah. the concept was a hundred percent connor he um it was his idea to um put that together it was more of his idea just to do one song i believe and that was termination that we wrote um and so we just wrote it from the perspective of, of the bad guys and i just went hey like why don't we why don't we make a big concept out of this? Yeah. Like, and make a theme. Explore this. Yeah, like, so it's, like, cool. Like, you, there's an atmosphere to this, like, this record and whatever. And, um, yeah, so we made Retaliation and Destruction. Try to make them all rhyme a little bit. Termination, Retaliation, Destruction is kind of, like, the off. Yeah, sure, sure. But, like, there's not another word that we could think of that would go with it that sound ended in asian so we're like whatever. <laughs> asians asians <laughs> destruct asians destruct the asians <laughs> yeah they just sit there going what the fuck what do we do, <laughs> we do nothing. why is this fear the other band so 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 fear the unknown the band name stems from that idea uh yeah well actually the idea stemmed from the name after like we uh the name was thought of by connor when we when he joined the band we were still sort of stumbling on a name on a solid well, name yeah we'll talk to him about that in a second but. yeah oh god but um yeah the the lyrics are written almost like probably about 80 percent by connor i wrote um some lyrics for a couple tracks i wrote almost all of snakeskin mm-hmm. i did a lot of the verses and the end parts he put in some of the chorus and nathan usually when we for our first couple songs we had we just would have a practice and then the three of us would sit down and Nathan would sort of spectate and me and Connor would bounce off of each other and Nathan would uh Nathan would pipe in every now and then almost and like, like he's like kind of the uh um the, he's the like f- overseeing he's, he's like, like the overseer of what's going on with the yeah, lyrics he's and that like it's like we're having the ideas and he's it's like somebody else that has to has an mm-hmm. opinion on it it's almost like he's like the filter exactly so there's it's a group effort it's not just one guy doing everything yeah, Basically. for sure. So you, so as far as a band leader, like say someone who, if there needs to be someone to make a decision on something that the band can't agree on, mm-hmm. like there's someone who just goes, okay, boy, this is what we're doing. That's definitely Nathan. Yeah. Nathan is definitely the neutral in the band. Um, if there's ever an argument or something, it's usually between myself, Connor, Adam, me and Connor are very stubborn people, and if we like an idea, we will tell each other to go fuck ourselves over it. <laughs> We've had a lot of little babbles and stuff about stuff, and like it usually resides. In like sometimes people have to compromise, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so it usually works sometimes. Out. It's just only the probably our biggest fights would be over merch or um, lyrics or songs. Like Connor would say, "Yeah, hey, write a lyric." I'd be like, "That's dumb as hell." Be like, <laughs> That's dumb as hell. Yeah, and Nathan. <laughs> Nathan doesn't like to get involved, so he doesn't sometimes doesn't totally voice what he's thinking. And later on, like we'll find out that he actually thought like he liked the idea of that somebody didn't like or like whatever, mm-hmm. and that could have been made things a lot easier. And it's just like, man, come on, like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Don't mean to pipe on my boy Nathan, yeah, but like needs to be a referee. Yeah, man. When there's a band thing, like you're always gonna have arguments and shit. Right, that, of course. That that's that's normal. Um, At the end of the day, we still all love each other and. You know, we're all buddies. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the thing is, form a band with people you like. Yeah, Or else you will realize very quickly how annoying it is. You know what I mean? When you're not friends with the guys first. That's kind of the way, the main way to do it. All right, that's what we're going to stop the podcast for today, guys. Hope you have enjoyed this part one of my conversation with Mav. I really dug it. I think Mav's a, he's a great dude. Has a lot of uh, funny stories in that, and um, I, I think the second part's kind of a little more, uh, a little, little funnier, um, telling some stories and stuff like that. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys did as well. Be sure to check Fear the Unknown out on Facebook. Keep an eye out on them for their uh, their album that should be coming out hopefully uh, this summer. Uh, this summer, from what Mav told me, and definitely keep your eyes peeled for part two of this conversation with Mav. It will be going up Sunday. Be sure to share this around to all your friends. I appreciate every single time anyone shares and gets new eyes and ears on The Harder Show. It is always much appreciated, regardless of how you are listening, whether you're on the SoundCloud, whether you're on the iTunes, whether you're on YouTube. Be sure to go ahead and follow, subscribe. I always appreciate it. If you're listening on the uh, on the iTunes, be sure to leave a rating and a comment review on The Harder Show. Whether it's good or bad, it doesn't have to be good, you know. I can take criticisms, of course. Um, we still have the, uh, you know, the, the three uh, very positive reviews right now on the iTunes, so it's very appreciated. Um, if you're on the SoundCloud, be sure to uh, f- give us a like on this um, this podcast here. Be sure to leave a comment. If you're on the YouTube, be sure to like the video or dislike it if you hated it, and uh, comment to boot. I always love talking to you guys about absolutely anything, so never ever hesitate if you ever have a question about anything or a comment, let me know. This is as much your show as it is mine, so thank you all so, so much for tuning in today. Again, I hope you enjoyed it. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, It was a blast to make, and I will catch you guys next time on The Harder Show. Take it easy.